Praise God, brothers and sisters. It's good to be here. You know, every time I'm here, it's, uh, or every time I speak from here, I remember when I was more like Andre Bobbin, and then uh, at the time I was speaking as to my peers. And now I feel like I'm speaking to my younger brothers and sisters. For those of you that don't know, Andre, Andre Tuk is my youngest brother, so I feel like I still have the connection to the younger brothers and sisters. And then, but at the same time, I feel like in a couple of years, I'll be speaking to my kids, because my oldest is 10 years old, and time really flies fast. It's, uh, today, you're thinking you're young and uh, full of energy, and then in, in a couple of years, you realize you're bald, and then, uh, <laughs> and then so, goes, so goes your youth time. So, but, uh, but we're still here serving God, so praise God for that. And uh, yeah, I wanted to say that you're very blessed to be in the house of the Lord tonight and not out there doing what the world is doing tonight, right? Everybody kind of knows the, what's going out out there. And uh, uh, I'm going to touch a little bit on that, uh, on that uh, topic and wanted to, to kind of make short, uh, short uh, point, short word tonight. I know everybody's waiting for the second part. There's the food and the everything else. So, uh, but I'll try to be short and to the point. You know, by the nature of my work, I'm kind of forced to, to be short and to the point. Is, uh, even when I was in uh, university, uh, one of my professors, they were, was an exercise how short can you write a sentence? If, it, if you could write a, a sentence in 20 words and say the same thing, or if you, can word it, if you can write it in three words and say the same thing. So if you could write it in three words and say the same thing, that's, that's the best you can be. And that's, uh, well, I guess for those of you that don't know, uh, I do the uh, structural engineering, and then you have to be very you have only this much space in there, so you have to put a lot of information. So you're like using a lot of symbols, abbreviations, and everything. But at the same time, I gotta be specific. Brothers here from the construction site call me, and then I can't tell them, it's like, hey, put a handful of rebars, or put a steel post or a beam post. They're like, hey, give us a size, a length, a measurement, and the exact number, and uh, not gonna just a little bit here and there. So. I'm, I'm going to try to be to be specific and uh, to the point kind of in, in the in what I'm saying today too also. So the first uh, the first uh, uh, passage I want to read will be first John chapter one verse five. It says, "God is light. This is the message we have heard from him." and announce to you that God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. So John is saying that God is light, and there is no darkness in God at all. Not even like a shade of darkness, not even like a point zero 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 one. You know, shade when you play with different shades, gray shades. In God, it's not even like the tiniest shade of darkness. God is light, and there's not even the hint of any, anything else in, in God. So if God, if God is light, and, uh, 
anything resembling any darkness, that means it's not from God. So if, if there's anything that has a little bit of darkness in it, if there's anything that has a little bit of the slightest darkness in it, that means it's not from God. That means it's, 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 a, it's a, not God because God is light. And that's kind of the main point that John was trying to say, that God is light. There's no darkness in God. So don't be confused with like, well, maybe this is kind of close to light, but not quite light. So, uh, so when, you, when you hear or when, uh, when, you, when you think about Halloween, is there any, does Halloween have any darkness in it? Is there a shade of darkness in it? I won't, even, I won't even start kind of making you a picture. You all know where, what Halloween looks like, right? You all know and have seen it. And yet, every time I, take my, I go with my kids uh, to the store, I, I cover their eyes when we pass the Halloween display, the all those displays. A couple of days ago, I was with my son in Home Depot. And then like, I either try to avoid those areas, go different aisles, or kind of just kind of tell them not to look in, in, to, at those displays. And then uh, I'm walking, and then I realize there's the display. They already changed the displays, and it's already there. And I'm telling my son, like, hey, look at those tools over there on this side. And then he's like looking, and like, oh, keep looking at them. And he's like, Dad, I know why you're telling me to look this way. And, uh, and I'm like, why? why? Like, oh, because there's scary stuff on the other side. <laughs> he, he's already seen it from afar. Like, I know why, why you're telling me to look this. And, uh, and today, today I was doing a little bit of research, kind of see what, uh, what the um, different Christian organizations say about, the, uh, about Halloween. And uh, I was actually pretty disappointed in, uh, in the, uh, our organization that I kind of, uh, a family organization, I'm not, I'm not going to name it. And I, I've liked their, their programs and everything, but today I was like just looking at through their website and I found a couple articles. One, it says, should, Christian, should Christians celebrate Halloween? And, the, uh, and kind of the, the, they're starting the article and it says, the answer, it depends. Kind of depends how you look at it. And then another, and another, so it's like, it, the answer is a bit more complex than you maybe originally thought. So I was like, what's going on with this? And then the, another uh, article, are horror movies bad for us? And then the, kind of they start the, uh, the article and the, it says, the answer, it's tricky. And I'm like, like what, what's this? And then there's, uh, and then there they have another article and it says, uh, family, family-friendly Halloween activities, and then uh, the article starts. I'm just quoting: Despite the negative perceptions surrounding Halloween, there are countless opportunities to appropriately enjoy this fall event with your family. Never heard before, but today I found like prayer pumpkins, Halloween cards, meaningful trick or treating, and so on. And they go out through the list. I'm like. What is, what's this? It's like, why can it be just straight up? There is darkness in this. There is darkness in all of this. To me, to me this reminded like the, uh, this is like poison wrapped in candy. Or, or, uh, or another illustration that came to my mind is uh, 
I have chickens home and then I gotta keep the rats under control because if you let it, them get out of control, then they, you have a rat problem. And uh, I bought the rat poison and when you uh, read in the, on the ingredient sides, 99% is good stuff, it's like the stuff that they like, but only 1% is the poison and that's what kills them. So I feel like a lot of Christians today are embracing that, well, but it's 99% is good, so it's only 1%. Well, this 1%, that's kind of what kills, uh, kills the Christian. That, that they don't, it's not dark or night. It's not like, well, it's only a little bit. It's like, you can find some, some, good, some good stuff in this. You can dress your kids uh, as, a, as an angel and go minister around the neighborhood. You can dress your kid in non-offensive costumes and then kind of go and uh, say hi to your neighbors. And I'm like, this is, this is rat poison, like the Christianity today. And I was, I, I looked, I looked in every, every article that I found on Christian website. It's kind of like, it depends, it's tricky, it's a little bit complex. And then... Uh, uh, the the second second verse I want to read is Ephesians chapter five verse six. It says, "Let no one deceive you with empty words." To me, this sounds like empty words. When when I hear it depends, it's complex, it's tricky. Those are empty words. And and the Apostle Paul kind of knew at the at the time too that there there will be time and probably at the time I was already was there like when people start questioning, like, well, maybe you can find something good in this. Maybe you can incorporate, maybe you can make it Christian, this, this worldly thing, maybe you can Christianize it and use it for your own benefits. So this is kind of where, it's, where it starts. And then if you read on, verse 7, therefore do not be partakers with them, for you were formerly darkness, but now you are light in the, world, in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth. Trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. Do not participate in the unfruitful de deeds of darkness, but instead even expose them. For it is disgraceful even to speak of things which are done by them, by them in secret. We see the Bible it teaches, it teaches us, do not be partakers with them. Do not be partakers with this world, because there's a lot of worldly things. And, and the Satan knows, they're like, if I can just start with like one little thing, if I kind of, same thing that uh, started with uh, uh, Eve in the Garden of uh, Eden. It's like, if I can just question them, like, did God really say this? Did it, is it really that bad? Can you, can you find something good in all this? And this, this is kind of where it starts. It starts with questioning. Starts saying, well, it's more to it than what meets the eyes. It starts questioning the God's uh, uh, word. And then this is kind of how we, we become entrapped in the, into this uh, uh, world. And then soon we don't even realize that we are far into it. We don't even realize that we're doing things that Christians should not be doing. So that's, that's kind of the, uh, the, uh, my first part is to not be partakers with them. Be like, I'm a Christian, I don't do Halloween, I don't do anything. And that is not, not, a, uh, not biblically based. I'm not, I'm not partaking in any shape or form. That's my stance, 
and I and God will bless you. It's um, because it's hard to stay to stay strong when all around you put pressure on you, uh, uh, and when somebody, when a stranger, kind of puts pressure on you, it's much easier to say, "Hey, I don't do those things." But when it's somebody close to you, when it's a friend of yours, then the pressure really it's on. When somebody that's close to you puts pressure on you, and then it's like really hard to at that time to show what you're made of, right? I know, I, I know a person that uh, came to America. He didn't, he didn't speak English, and they, um, uh, some of our uh, brothers took, uh, wasn't, the, uh, wasn't from our church, took him to work. And at lunch, they were working, I think, somewhere in Geek Harbor. And at lunch, the owner brought uh, them cold beers and then uh, put it on the put it like where they were eating, and uh, this person was like washing some, um, washing some tools or something he's doing on the side. And the other guys that they, they, they took him to work, they opened their beer cans, they poured their, their beers away, and they put the empty cans back on the, uh, on the table. It's like, hey, come, come, you're late to lunch. So he comes. And they're like, well, you know, this uh, owner just brought us beer, so we left yours right here. And, um, and he's really offended, like, if we turn, this, uh, the, we turn him down. And then uh, this brother, uh, later he was telling me, like, he's like, I don't understand English. I don't know what, like, I see the empty cans. And uh, uh, later they told, they told him what, uh, what they did. He didn't see them when the other guys poured theirs away. So they were, like, trying to test him. And, uh, and they're like, hey, he, he, he'll be offended if you don't partake into this. And then, like, for a moment, I was like, and then he's like, okay, like, I don't care if the, he doesn't pay me today, but I'm not drinking this, this beer. And they're like, don't worry, don't worry, man, we we're just teasing you. Like, we poured ours away. It's like, it's not, a, we're, we're just, we just wanted to see if you're going to stay strong or not. And you get those, you get those cases, like, when you, if it was the, probably the owner that came and said, hey, do, uh, drink this, they'd be like, hey, no, I, I don't drink. But when it's somebody close to you, you're like, well, uh, I thought you guys are Christian too. Now you're, you're putting me under pressure. So I was thinking, I was thinking of the pers of persons in the Bible that uh, we, like heroes, young heroes in the Bible that, uh, that we hear. And uh, we know Daniel and his friends. And I was thinking about them like, well, Daniel was like far away. With his friend, uh, with his friends, and sometimes I don't know if you've been in a situation where around you they speak a different language, and you're with your group of uh, friends that speak the same language. You kind of stick together, and you're like, "Hey, let's help each other." So in a way, they said, uh, "We have nothing to lose. Let's let's help each other and kind of stay strong." When we think about Joseph, he was kind of pretty much alone, and then he was like. He probably made that decision in his heart, like, whatever happens, I'm going to trust uh, uh, the Lord. And he didn't have any, any close friends. And then I was thinking about what uh, another, another, and uh, David, even though he was brave, but pretty much he was alone with his, his uh, sheep and then kind of just singing to the Lord, kind of nobody to put pressure on him. And then I was thinking about another young man that uh, we usually associate him with being obedient. And, uh, and just being uh, obediently doing, uh, doing uh, God's work. And that's, that's Samuel.
So when you think about Samuel, you think like, well, he was obedient to, to Eli, and then he served the Lord. But as, as I was thinking more about him and reading about him, I, I started to realize that maybe he's like, we are like where we are in his shoes today. We are probably, most of us are probably going through that every day in our life. And what I mean by is, uh, if we read in 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 28, it says, uh, when, the, when his mother brought back him to, uh, to the tabernacle, it says, So I have also dedicated him to the Lord. As long as he lives, he is dedicated to the Lord. When, he, when uh, um, his mother, Anna, presented him to Eli, it's like, he's dedicated to the Lord. I brought him here, so he is, he's going to be dedicated to the Lord for the rest of his life. And most of us here uh, tonight were dedicated to the Lord by our parents when they stood here on the stage and prayed for you and blessed you and dedicated you to the Lord because they wanted you to serve in this house and this to serve the Lord uh, for the rest of your life. So in, in many ways, we are, uh, we are like Samuel, dedicated to the Lord by our parents. They brought us here and they wanted us to sor serve the Lord. And then uh, if we... Uh, if we um, Read uh, uh, on, we know uh, the story, but I want to read three verses that I, and uh, let, you, let you see if you catch the, the repeating, the repeating uh, words. First Samuel chapter 2, verse 11 and then 18. Then Elkanah went to his home at Ramah, but the boy ministered to the Lord before Eli the priest. In verse 18. Now Samuel was ministering before the Lord as a boy wearing a linen ephod. And 1 Samuel uh, uh, 3 verse 1. Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord before Eli. We see in all, in all three verses it says that Samuel was ministering to the Lord. Samuel was ministering to the Lord before Eli. And uh, I was thinking, but like, and, and I'm thinking, at the same time, in the same tabernacle was Eli's uh, sons. And then when you read what they were doing, uh, the Eli's sons uh, 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 sending uh, their servants to the people that were coming there, like drop a fork, drop some meat from people, bring it, and being rude to people, and then doing what they were not supposed to be doing. And I kind of crossed my mind, like, probably at some point, they probably sent the young uh, Samuel to it. Like, hey, Samuel, come here. Get this fork. Go bring some meat. And I think Samuel at that time said, like, no, I'm not doing that. That's not what, uh, what, uh, what the scripture teaches us. So I'm thinking probably he was under a lot of pressure. Being in the house of the Lord, being in the house of God, being in that tabernacle. I, I think from day to day living in there, he probably encountered and seed, seen all that wicked stuff. But I think in his heart, he put his like, I'm not their servant. I'm, I'm serving God. I'm ministering to the Lord. I'm not there. I'm not ministering to them, to whatever they're doing. I'm not doing kind of what they're doing. I'm ministering to the Lord. I'm, that's, that's kind of what my parents brought me here to do. And sometimes it's, it's, it's hard to... To kind of being with your friends, being in the house of lords, and like, hey, it's like I remember me growing up, and uh, and then like trying to do something, and I'd be like, 
But yeah, the, the other kids in the church are doing the same thing and their parents are uh, ministers in, in the church too. So like, why can't I do it? And every time my, my dad would be like, well, we're not, we're not, we don't follow those people. We, we, our standard is the Bible. This is kind of, if the Bible teaches, we do it. If the Bible doesn't, that it's against, we don't do it. We don't look at other people, how they serve the Lord. We don't look at other people, how they're, ministering god is going to ask from them but this is the bible we have the bible we have the standard this is the way we're serving the lord and that's kind of uh, that's kind of what i'm what i'm uh, kind of uh, thinking about it and uh, and then eventually like soon you probably seen the youth center is going to be built and this is this will be a big blessing for 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 our church for the youth and for you now, and probably for the uh, for the your kids in the future, for for the grandkids, and then at the same time, I'm thinking like and praying to God that this will be so we will be like Samuel's in the house of the Lord, being serving God. I'm sure there will be those people that are going to be trying to kind of discourage you, where trying like, hey, and if you have those friends that come here and then they, they ask you, just park at the church and we'll go somewhere else and have fun somewhere else, stay away from those friends. Learn to be like Samuel. Samuel probably went through a lot, a lot of pressure himself, but he did not give, give up. And Lord, and God used him. God used him in, in a big way. Even though like, we, we think he, he was obedient, he was obedient when he came to God. But when he came to the, doing the ungodly things that Eli's sons were doing, he was disobedient in those cases. He didn't want to partake in, in what they did. And I'm sure every time their parents probably knew exactly what was happening there. But every year they would come like, Samuel, how is life here? Like, so they were probably encouraging, encouraging him, stay faithful. And I'm sure your parents home are encouraging you to do, do the same thing. Stay faithful. Serve the Lord, minister to the Lord. And then uh, we see in the New Testament that when Jesus says, like, I came to do my Father's will. He served people, but he did God's will. We're called to serve people, but not to please and, and do what they like. We got to stay true to, our, to the Bible. We got to stay true. It's like, no, this is what the Lord teaches. We're not going to do anything that's ungodly that it's popular these days, that it's, uh, it's uh, cool, we're going to stay true to the, to the faith that God has called us. So that's my message tonight. Be faithful in your ministry. Stay strong. And uh, if, if there are those people that are kind of like early sons, kind of doing, you know that, that uh, uh, your parents dedicated you to the Lord, but you're doing the, the wrong stuff. stuff you still have a chance. You still can repent and come back to God and say, God, forgive me. I want to be like Samuel. I want to be like Samuel and serve you in your, in your temple, in your church. I want to serve you. I want to be an example. I want to be useful in your ministry, and God will bless you. God bless you. And let's now bow down our knees and ask God to give us strength. Amen.